Welcome to the Insecurity Project Podcast. Most people think the best you can do with insecurity is mask it, manage it, or medicate. I'm convinced this is a problem that can be solved for good, and that's what this show is all about. Join me for weekly 10-minute Tuesday episodes, live coaching demonstrations, and world-class interviews on the subject of overcoming insecurity. Now on to today's show. Hello again, it's 10-minute Tuesday time. Today's subject is agency. Uh, If you've not heard that word before, it just simply means the ability to act independently, to have control or power, to do things, to change or have influence or control over your circumstances. So it's a a sense of personal power. Uh, It's it's something that every adult uh, is naturally on a trajectory toward, uh, but most people have given away somewhere along the journey. So uh, people sometimes overestimate how much agency they actually have. They think, yeah, I've got agency, I, I control. But when you examine the structure of their life, they've given away power and control to all kinds of things. Sometimes really arbitrary things. Sometimes people have given away agency to the weather to impact their mood or their state, or uh, they still got they still give it agency to their parents to subtly control or influence their decision making. Some people give agency to their kids to control or influence their decision making, uh, but often there's there's some outsourcing or externalization of giving away power, and and ending and you end up uh, basing your decisions on what others want you to do or what others think you should do or what others suggest is best for you. Uh, You serve other people's agendas and do what's right or what's expected. Uh, If you have full full agency, full control, then it is the, the definition of maturity because you have control and responsibility and the ability to not only think clearly and rationally about what you want, but to follow through with the appropriate action and to move your life toward a desired outcome. Or destination, and to feel like you've got all the the power and the tools you need internally to live the way that you'd like. So there's no there's no lack, no sense of internal lack or limit. Uh, so it's an interesting thing to to examine as to why a person wouldn't have agency. And one of the things that I've discovered in the process of coaching people through this issue is uh, what happened the first time they had agency. Which is which is interesting and fascinating for you to reflect on your first experience of agency. So uh, the child wants agency, wants control, wants power, wants the ability to make decisions about what's what they're going to do and not do. But a responsible parent doesn't give child full agency. Um, you know, the, in, in built into our welfare system, a child doesn't have the ability to live on their own before sixteen. Anyway, they'll be if their parents abandon them, they'll, they'll be put into the system of foster homes. Uh, so we kind of understand that it, it's a child's not ready for full agency until they've reached a certain age. Anyway, and so you're kind of becoming a moving from child to, to teenage to young adult to, to full adult physically and financially, and through that process, somewhere along the line, you kind of think, well, I'm a grown up now. Uh, I'm going to do what I want and, and I'm going to cast off restraint and I'm going to not listen to what others want for me and I'm, I'm going to make my own decisions. And it's it's rare that that goes well. So, you know, it might go well in certain areas, but it's, but it's rare that that is faultless and without consequence, without negative consequence. So often people have this experience in their psyche about, pain or embarrassment or shame caused by the first 
sense of agency, the first time they had freedom to make their own decisions, the first time they had responsibility for their own direction. And so invariably there'll be there'll be moments where you think, oh man, I, I made a decision and it was wrong. Or I had the freedom to do whatever I want and I used that freedom in a way that hurt me and hurt others. Uh, so the sense of, insha- of sense of shame and embarrassment when reflecting on the past is a real hindrance to then the next time you want agency because it's like, hang on a minute, um, I know I'm supposed to have responsibility for my life. I know I'm supposed to take power back. I know I'm supposed to be in charge of me. I know I'm supposed to take the reins and take the wheel. But the last time I had the reins, the last time I was driving this bus, I nearly drove it off a cliff. So I actually don't trust myself to have agency. I... I there's my decision making is is compromised. Uh, I'm, I'm I don't trust where I'll take my life if I'm in charge, and so then this whole irrational decision making follows where you know what you would want, but you don't trust yourself to have what you want, so you keep deferring to what others want for you, and then you end up doing things that you don't like and suffering situations that aren't ideal and staying in jobs that aren't perfect and relationships that are dysfunctional, all because you don't trust yourself to have agency over your own life. So what can be done? Um, you know, If you've heard me talk about this in any length, you will have realized that I'm a big advocate of going back. In fact, I would say going back is essential. Scary. Most people will go, well, surely we don't have to go back. You know, I get people who call me all the time and and ask about coaching, and their assumption is coaching is just forward-focused, and surely we don't have to go back. But, of course, we've got to go back because there's stuff stuck in our psyche that, if it's unreconciled, is obviously impinging on our ability to be fully adult in the present. So uh, when you think clearly about the the object uh, objections of having agency, there's a few things that become apparent. Um the first is that it's an opinion problem. You have this opinion of yourself that you can't be trusted with power. So I have this uh, program aligned with my book. So when I invite people into a six-month coaching experience with me, it's called the unhindered experience. And it was interesting for one of my clients some time ago, that word was sticking in their craw. It was creating some angst for them and some anxiety when they considered this word unhindered. And as we examined it more, we discovered that the first time they'd been unhindered, they'd been unhinged. So that sense of having no limitation or limit, the freedom to make any decision, to have no internal barrier, they had used that in a way that they'd then considered reckless. So they'd formed an opinion about themselves as you you are dangerous, you are selfish, you are greedy, you are malicious, you can't be trusted with power. Uh, another client who had had a very um, oppressive upbringing where everyone had dominated, she'd never had the ability to make her own decisions about almost anything. And so through a sense of you know, different life circumstances caused her to move places, locations, and different different family situations, finds herself in this situation where now she's got the freedom to make decisions. Uh, and, and through that, through the reflection of what happened in that moment, she is so embarrassed about how she used her freedom that she's got this derogatory name that she calls herself that's still part of the characters at her table, if you think about the ex- ex- the uh, episode I did last week. And it's an opinion that she's bad if let off the loose, let, let off the chain. So 
very useful when you're going to create any change to be very clear about what's the problem you're most looking to solve right now. And all of this, it does come back to an opinion problem. You formed an opinion about yourself in a certain time and that that opinion embarrasses you. And embarrassment is, I think it's the strongest human emotion. I honestly do. I think it people people make vows about what they will and won't do out of a state in, of embarrassment that often are stronger than vows made in, on their marriage day or um, in their intention toward their own kids or, or friends. People have such painful experiences in embarrassment, they will never, ever do things again because it was so painful and they're so ashamed. And so if you form this an opinion that you are a bad person when given responsibility and you're embarrassed by that. You might never revisit that again. And it's some powerful stuff to go revisit. Such such is the strong angst and emotional state that comes up every time you even consider it. But at its heart, it's just an opinion problem. And it's so useful to use that language when thinking about this because opinions are the lowest form of knowing. Therefore, they must be the easiest things to change. So because of the opinion you formed, then you have no trust and are embarrassed and ashamed by the past. But if you try and tackle it as a, as a trust problem or even an, an embarrassment problem, you're still a few layers too high to really examine this. At its core, it is an opinion problem. So there are four things to do if you want to get agency again. And these all must happen before you will ever really have permission to take control of your life again. Firstly, you've got to be ready to be wrong. I love Mark Manson's idea that he says you, you've got to know that all change is preceded by being wrong about something. So until you're ready to be wrong, then you have no opportunity to change. And that's that's common sense, right? Because if you're right, why would you change? We, we only change the things we're wrong about. So as soon as you're wrong, then you open up the ability to adjust. So being wrong is a prerequisite for change. So if you consider that this is an opinion problem, are you actually ready to be wrong about any of your opinions? Or are you... You've gathered so much evidence that you're right, and that's going to continue to to be the defining framework for how you think about yourself for the rest of your life, and you will never negotiate on that. Really? You're that sure you were right? What if you missed something? What if you didn't fully understand? What if you're too quick to judge? What if it's all a big misunderstanding? First one, are you ready to be wrong? If you're ready to be wrong, great. Two, are you ready to review? So more than just being wrong, are you ready to go back and actually take a closer look at this and see clearly what happened? Uh, If you're ready to review, beautiful. More than that, are you ready to reconcile? So uh, I was watching a a movie the other day called The Words uh, about a guy who uh, was desperate to write a a beautiful work and tried many times and never got accepted by a publishing company and was almost ready to give up and stumbled across this old briefcase that had a manuscript that had been written and then someone had lost it and had never gone to air and and there were beautiful words and he was given this opportunity to fraudulently accept that they were his words and submit them as though he'd written it and and you know they were such well-written words that it catapulted him into fame and fortune and so as all things like that do they eventually come out and he got found out and exposed and and so then it's the reflection of how do you reconcile your past choices and and the kind of moral of the movie was well you've got to live with your choices you made a choice and that's the consequence of your choice you got to live with it but it it still doesn't deal with the core issue of why did i make that choice <laughs> it's like just accepting your choices is not enough because you'll assume 
something bad about why you made that, which will compromise your and weaken your sense of agency in the future. You will pull back from the line of taking full control and making future choices in case what you did last time comes out this time. So you have to be willing to reconcile why you did what you did. I think the six core needs is the most uh, useful framework for deconstructing past choices because of its ability to separate behavior from intention. Um, Go look up a previous episode about that or you can read about the six core needs in Elegantly Simple Solutions if you haven't heard me talk about that already. So ready to be wrong, number one. Ready to review, number two. Ready to reconcile, number three. So to actually fully examine why you made what you did and then to come out the other side going, hey, look at this. I, I understand now that I was just trying to do something that actually met a behavior or protected a fear. So it doesn't actually make me a bad person. In fact, I'm not my behavior. I was just trying to bring peace and comfort to myself. Okay, well, that's really that's really useful. It doesn't justify it. It doesn't do away with pain it caused. But I understand it, and I am no longer identified as that choice. It doesn't define me. And finally, then, we're ready to begin again, ready to go. Okay, cool. Well, I, I did make that choice, and I am, am willing to give myself another choice and another choice and another choice. And I'm willing to accept full agency and willing to take control knowing that I don't have to be perfect, but I understand my own intentions and I trust myself. And so, um, actually, I I did miss, in the notes when I was recording this, now now I'm saying it out loud, I missed a step. How how, uh, unkind of me. I'm sorry that you would have done this and it wouldn't have worked. So, look, um, because... Because this whole fallout of what happened in your first in your review of your first agency has broken trust, you will have to apologize to yourself for those opinions you formed. You will owe an apology for the misunderstanding and the judgment that's ensued and the blame and guilt and the embarrassment you've heaped on yourself for the past mistakes. You will owe an apology for that because once you have once you've been proven to be wrong, then you have to make make up for being wrong and and fix that that requires an apology and a full four-step apology will will do if you haven't heard me talk about the full four-step apology go look at that on one of the episodes um, because that's not a complicated thing but it's but it's not easy and if you apologize effectively that's that's all that's required to rebuild trust so one ready to be wrong two ready to be ready to review, three, ready to reconcile, four, ready to apologize and rebuild trust, five, ready to begin again. You do all those five steps, then the natural trajectory of maturity is always towards agency. Now there's nothing in the way. It makes sense rationally, logically, and unconsciously you have permission to take the reins back and and actually move your life toward the desired destination you've always intended for yourself. I hope that's useful. I will talk to you again next week. You've been listening to the Insecurity Project podcast. All you need to solve any problem is the proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works. If this is your year to be insecurity free, jump on the insecurityproject.com and begin your journey to become unhindered by getting a free copy of the seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity.